The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. Good afternoon, everyone. What a great crowd. Thank you all for coming. Uh, another exciting day here in the city of Lansing. We're having a really good week. In case you missed it, GM is, is bringing a plant here. And um, now today we get to have another exciting announcement. Um, so I am very excited to be here to announce the, the launch, the official launch of Lansing's new live music and concert venue. Um, so the, the parking lot that you saw behind you and, and the construction that's going on, this all has the potential to be transformed into something incredible. Something this city needs very badly and has needed for many years, since, since Mayor Hollister tried to work on this 20 years ago. So before we start with that, I present the Lansing Ovation Center. So this is the projection of what it, it's gonna look like and the media has different packets and things. We have a few speakers here, folks who have helped to make this happen uh, and who are gonna be working on this. Um, our plans call for a flexible performance venue that can be transformed depending on the needs of whoever's using the space. Some of the main features included with this include a two-story main stage and balcony with a total capacity of 2,025 for a single performance in the balcony. Um, the main floor will hold 1,200 seated or 1,500 standing. A second story balcony overlooking the main stage features 250 seated or 400 standing. And then we have a private party room with a balcony overlooking the main stage that can hold 80 seated or 125 standing. So this is that, that mid-level um, concert venue that we are really excited and we really need. Um, there's also going to be a second smaller performance area located in the lobby area. There are going to be multi-purpose community rooms used by local nonprofits and school groups and community event rentals and, and many more. Um, there's going to be office and studio space for our Lansing Public Media Center and several other projected partners. Uh, and there will also be retail space along South Washington Square. In addition, the top two floors are going to be 40 artist lofts that are live workspaces um, right here. So we'll have live workspace for the artists, which we know is, is in need. Um, and I love that the artists are all nodding their heads. Um, and as well as the, the performance uh, and the, the venue space. Um, so this is really exciting. And, and who's going to use this? Who's going to use the, the ovation? Um, we know we're going to have national and local concerts. Uh, we know that, that when there are, are concerts, and, and rock concerts and other concerts, a lot of times they'll go to Grand Rapids, they'll go to Detroit. And we have a lot of young people who leave our city and our area to go see those. We have lots of 200 to 300 uh, venue spaces. We have Wharton, which is 2300, but is mostly for, um, for seated Broadway shows and things. But we don't have that, that concert space for, for concerts. This is going to provide that, um, that need that we have so badly in our community. It's also going to be the home for the Lansing Public Media Center, um, which is going to be exciting for them and for um, all the community that use it. The Capital City Film Festival, uh, we believe the Lansing Art Gallery and Education Center could have some space here. Uh, all of the above Hip Hop Academy, which is in our space now on the south side, will, can relocate here. Community events, retailers, nonprofits, school groups, artists, all of it. Um, we've had so much interest expressed in this, we just need to have the facility. The venue fills the gap 
that is the greatest need in our region. The research and the report that we have provided to the media shows that the total attendance per year will reach upwards of 190,000 people, which means an estimated total annual audience spending of over $5.3 million. On top of that, throw in the construction spending and the staff and the people living and working in the lofts, this is gonna be an incredible boost to our local economy, especially right here in the downtown where we need it the most right now. This is really transformative and will be a transformative return on investment. We know that not only will this be incredible for our city, we know this is gonna increase tourism, amplify local business, and attract young people to live and work in the surrounding area. This has the potential to spark spin-off development and raise real estate values downtown, which is exciting because that will bring in more businesses, more housing, um, and will really spiral upwards and, and all boats will rise. The total cost for the project, if fully built out with all 40 live space workstations, is estimated to be between 15 and 20, 21 million dollars, depending on what those, uh, those live work uh, apartments look like. The city of Lansing has already secured uh, two million dollars from the state, which we greatly appreciate, and we'll have Senator Hertel and Representative Anthony's office speaking, uh, and another eight million um, that we can use through dedicated public access fees that we can't use for things like roads or police officers. We have dedicated public access fees that we can use for infrastructure to create this. Um, the additional funding will come uh, from a variety of, of combination of private donors, sponsorships. We'll have lots of different sponsorship opportunities. So anybody out here who wants to sponsor, please let me know. Uh, you can sponsor the balcony, you can sponsor the stage. We'll, you can sponsor a chair, we're all good. Um, well, we'll do that, and then additionally with the, with the live work uh, apartments, we can utilize um, a bank loan on the housing and work in the workspace because you can, um, you can bank that with mortgage payments. So we can utilize a variety of options to raise the balance of the dollars. Uh, Capital Fundraising Associates, uh, Rebecca Bahar-Cook is here, uh, and Caitlin O'Rourke is here. Um, they have been retained to help plan and finalize the fundraising for the remaining balance, and they have assured me that this community is a community that supports the arts, and we'll be able to, to take care of that and get that going. Um, so several organizations, community groups, corporations, and others have shown interest in being involved in various levels of sponsorship. And the city expects to make major announcements in the future on additional, additional investments in this project, but we are confident that we are ready to move. So we're now going to move into the final stages of this process. We expect to receive additional valuable input from, uh, from the public as we move forward. We'll be engaging with city council, each member who I've spoken with, um, as we move push forward in this project throughout 2022. With that, I'm gonna turn it over to Dominic Cochran, who's the director of the Lansing Public Media Center to talk a little bit more about this incredible project. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you all for coming. So um, the mayor alluded to the fact that this has been a conversation that we've been having in this community for over 20 years, well over 20 years now. Uh, it's been at times a Sisyphean task to keep the conversation going, depending on the state of the economy over that 20 years. But uh, here we are now. Uh, the conversation got pretty serious uh, when we discovered the um, uh, the PEG fees, which is the main funding source, of course, for this, the $8 million, uh, that's when the momentum really got started. And I'd like to thank the people who were there at the beginning of that conversation well before the pandemic, uh, the Mayor's Arts Commission uh, as a whole, and in particular, the Facilities Committee of that commission. Uh, we had 
many organizations step up at the beginning to help fund that initial market study and feasibility study, including the Community Foundation, Lansing Symphony Orchestra, uh, Lansing City Pulse, and uh, be very remiss if we don't mention Jack Davis, who's no longer with us, but uh, he was certainly instrumental in keeping this conversation going over that many years as well. Um, we're going to have a lot of people talk about the big picture issues of this project, but I'd like to discuss what's really unique about this kind of facility. Uh, communities build these facilities frequently, and sometimes they can seem like they're separate and apart from the community and almost kind of like unattainable up on a hill. Uh, the plan is to build a culture from the very beginning that makes us really inclusive for the community so everyone can have a sense of ownership. And I think... Um, the fact that we're working with organizations like the Lansing Art Gallery and all of the above Hip Hop Academy, whose missions are very aligned with the Lansing Public Media Center with almost zero overlap. So uh, together we're certainly greater than the sum of our parts. So we expect this to be a very community driven facility. <clears throat> um, with those organizations in place, uh, we expect to have a space that's very activated during the day uh, with all kinds of activity, but then also, of course, lots of entertainment and music at night as well. So we picture uh, those organizations are already serving our community. And imagine if you're like a young person who uh, goes to one of all the above classes, or we get a lot of older folks that come to the media center as a hobby who are interested in learning about video production. If you're Engaging in that education in a facility like this, where uh, later at night world-class artists are performing, that's really going to make you like step up your game and really take it seriously. So we expect that to be uh, a real economic and cultural driver. This will be a year-round cultural anchor for our, for our city, and we're extremely excited. So thank you all for coming. So... In my zeal, I forgot to take my mask off. Speakers, you're, you're, you're welcome to take your mask off when you speak. Um, so I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna repeat everything I said for the media, so you all got me with a mask, that's the way it is. Um, but, uh, but speakers, take their masks off. Um, I mentioned a few times that uh, we couldn't do this without that, that final shot in the arm from the state, uh, getting $2 million. Um, and certainly I am appreciative of the governor and every member of the legislature but especially appreciative of, of Senator Curtis Hertel, who heard this a year, year and a half, two years ago, and really took this on and said, this is important for our community, for our city, for our region. And he got in there and he really got it done. Um, he pushed for this from the beginning. He knew that, that this was going to be what we needed to move this forward. Um, Senator Hertel is a real champion for our city, for our region. So I, I want to invite up Senator Curtis Hertel. Thank you, Mayor. You know, it's a great time to be a Michigander and a great time to live in Lansing. Uh, I think that obviously it's been a tough few years with the pandemic, but when you look at our city and the great news that we just had last week with General Motors bringing 4,000 new jobs into our area, and now this beautiful art center, uh, Lansing's on the move. And uh, Mayor, you've done a great job with that, and uh, we're always proud to partner with you. Uh, the thing about it is, when we hear at the GM Center, we talk about uh, jobs and the economy. And certainly those things are important, because in order to live and work in a community, 
you need to be able to raise a family and uh, have those dollars. But cities are not just about jobs. Uh, cities are also about places for art and entertainment. They don't, it's not just a place to go to work, but it's also a place to inspire yourself, uh, to improve your soul. And today's plans for the new Lansing Music and Arts venue in our cities shows a commitment of Lansing as a hub for the arts, music, and culture. Local and outside talent finally have access to a performance venue right here in our capital city. Arts and culture are the fabric that fortifies and informs a healthy public life by providing a vital voice of community pride and connection. This space will catalyze community re revitalization and catalyze public engagement. And beyond just the normal large amphitheater, which is amazing for our community, which we haven't had, uh, I also know that it will accommodate classrooms for our young people. Too often, arts education is missing uh, in our community. Uh, unfortunately, as schools don't have enough money to cover uh, the cost of education, and the state has failed oftentimes on that, although we're getting better under this governor, absolutely, uh, the first things that are cut are those programs like arts and music. So this provides an actual opportunity uh, to not only have those programs in the schools, but to continue them here. And I think that's fantastic. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm proud to play a small role in trying to make this happen. Uh, working with Sarah Anthony, uh, who's in session right now, can't be here, uh, but she is a fantastic partner and a true champion for Lansing. Uh, we were lucky to be able to uh, get this in the budget. You know, a budget is 100 pages, 1,000 lines, uh, pretty hard to, to think about in any real way. Uh, we always talk about probably the big things, you know, the money for our schools, and those things are all incredibly important. But it's these little things that are, in the, that are in a budget that really show the soul and the priorities of a community. And what I'm proud of is to be able to work with the city of Lansing, with this mayor, uh, with my partner, uh, Sarah Anthony in the house, to deliver things like this for the city of Lansing. You know, uh, this is really what this job is about at the end of the day. Uh, the big things are important, but uh, these things are transformational to many, many people. And uh, it's hard to see them when you're passing a budget bill of a thousand pages, but it's easy to see them when you get to see the results of it and the effect it has on people's lives. So thank you for including uh, me in part of it as part of this. Uh, we're excited about it. The state's excited to be a partner in this process, and I look forward to seeing my own um, kids. You know, I have a, my, uh, my son plays the bassoon and uh, four other instruments. I look forward to seeing him play on there. I only wish this had been here back in uh, my uh, band days. Uh, I was in a crappy rock band, but it was a good time. Uh, so uh, thank you, Mayor. Appreciate it. And uh, look forward to continuing to work with you to make Lansing a great place to live, raise a family, and to be inspired. Thank you. We'll have CDs available of the Hertel Crappy Rock Band uh, tomorrow. Um, and, and honestly, he said that he was lucky to get this in the budget, but he's, uh, he's wrong because it was skill. Um, both Senator Hertel and Representative Anthony, it was skill getting this in the budget. Um, when Dominic Cochran was speaking, he said, imagine you are a young person. Well, I'm not going to have you imagine anymore because we're going to have up uh, Malcolm Charles, who is a, a young person. He's a student. 
He is at MSU. Um, he's an intern in my office, but as we were working on this, he jumped right in and said, I want to be part of this. And when we said, will young people live here and will they use it? He jumped in and gave his opinion and it was tremendously impactful. Um, and I had people who said, you got to get this guy in front of the camera. So he's a little nervous, but we're going to get this guy in front of the camera. So I'm going to have Malcolm Charles stand up and say a few words. Hello, everyone. Uh, and good afternoon to you all. Uh, I first want to thank uh, the mayor for allowing me to speak to you all today and provide a, a younger perspective on the great benefits that the city will see with construction of this Ovation Center. Um, now, my name is Malcolm Charles, and I'm a second year at uh, Michigan State University. And as a college student, I, can, I can't tell you how many times I've had people talk to me about how they wished that there were more entertainment venues like this that were closer to the Lansing and East Lansing area. I've experienced firsthand the struggle of having to drive miles and miles to view a show or a concert. And I'm sure that we can all agree that it's a true hassle. I'm certain that having a venue like this so close to campus will not only further bridge the gap between Lansing and East Lansing areas, but also benefit the greater Lansing area in ways that we have yet to see. Now, Mayor Shore mentioned that this venue will also include over 40 studio living spaces. And as a college student, I am always looking for ways to save money. And I must say that having a space in such a great location like this and is affordable is a huge attraction to college students and people alike. Now, I've seen apartments go for nearly double the price of what these are going for. And they don't even have concerts underneath. Now, in addition to being a college student, I'm also an artist. I draw from here and here and there. And, you know, I take it as a talent, but at the same time, though, I'm certain that this venue will provide a space for new talent to showcase their expertise. In short, I'm super excited to join the mayor in unveiling of the, in the excuse me, in the unveiling of this project. And I know that the Ovation Center will benefit the city in ways that will benefit, uh, that will last for generations. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, Malcolm. He's also selling himself a little short. He's an artist. He actually had a few things displayed at the Detroit Institute of Arts, um, which is impressive. And we were joking with him this morning that, you know, even if it was for a little while, it was more than I can do. Um, so it's just, he's a very impressive young man. I'm going to lower the mic because I'm not as tall as you are. Um, I, I next want to introduce, uh, we talk a lot about downtown and the impacts of downtown. We know this is going to be tremendously exciting for our downtown. We know that you're going to see all kinds of business uh, housing and other things, especially here on this site where there's already housing coming. Uh, nobody knows downtown better than Kathleen Edgerly. I was just uh, out in the, walking around the downtown this afternoon and someone stopped me and said, Kathleen is, is doing such a great job. We are so impressed. Um, this is such a tough time and you got the right person and we really did. So Kathleen, come take your word. Thank you, Mayor for those kind words, and it really takes a village, right, to make so many wonderful things happen, and especially in these times, to transform and transition an entire downtown community. What a tremendous announcement today for our community and for a downtown that has been hit incredibly hard by this pandemic. 
the impact of COVID and remote working is seen all around us today and in our everyday lives here downtown. But with great challenges come great opportunities. Opportunities for creativity, collaboration, and community. Opportunities to change both the narrative and the perception of who we are and what we do in downtown Lansing, while all coming together and charting that course forward. At Downtown Lansing Inc., or as many of you know, DLI, our staff and our board, we have been working diligently to rebound from the changes that our district has faced. We're in the midst of kicking off a comprehensive market analysis, which includes planning and research for both the residential as well as the commercial markets, making sure that we get insight into what is needed with the residential, the commercial, the culture, and the opportunities that can abound here in downtown Lansing. And doing it in a way that is intentional and sustainable. But it's not just about research and planning. We're recruiting new businesses every day to fill our empty storefronts. Lifting up and um, empowering entrepreneurs in places like Middle Village Micro Market. And we're supporting our existing retailers as they adapt. As downtown manage, downtown's management agency, excuse me, we're also creating an actionable plan, not just a plan to sit on a shelf, for the future of downtown and leading that future vision for that place that we all call home in a variety of ways, whether it is your business home, you live here, or you come to experience it on a regular basis. And when I say experience, a project like this is going to help create that more sustainable and viable downtown where there are opportunities and activities at all hours of the day and at all days of the week as well. We know the fixes aren't going to be easy, but really, nothing good ever is easy, right? It takes time, and it takes all of us. But days like today give us tremendous hope. I just want to say again for a minute, congrats to the Lansing Art Gallery and Education Center who celebrated the grand opening of their new space, which is visible, accessible, right? We have to give them a round of applause. Right at street level in the iconic Knapps building, which is a perfect location for an art gallery and a wonderful celebration that we had earlier today. But as we stand on this site, what another tremendous move forward for our city. Kudos to everyone involved, to Dom, the entire planning team, the city of Lansing, our state leaders as well, who worked diligently to bring plans for the ovation to life a place that will be such a cultural gem and icon for our residents and visitors alike. But we know the work is far from over. Today speaks to the opportunities and good news that we know is just the start of much needed amenities that serve the needs of the residents who are here 24 seven as downtown goes through this transformation. And the future starts today with projects like this. Despite all of the obstacles that have been thrown our way, downtown's future is extremely bright. We look forward to all that we can do together to create a downtown experience that our entire city is proud of, that we are all part of, one that offers opportunities and accessibility to all who call our city home. So again, to everybody who is part of making today possible, thank you for being down with downtown. <laughs> All right, thank you, Kathleen. Um, the final, speak, final speaker, State Representative Sarah Anthony, uh, is, in, is in legislative session. She, she wanted to be here. We saw her this afternoon. 
and she wanted to be here, but her first duty is to the, to the voters and to the citizens of Lansing uh, on the House floor. But we do have with us uh, Christy James, who is a, a Lansing resident, who's been very involved with a lot of things here in Lansing. Um, and I, she's gonna say a few words on behalf of Representative Anthony, who also, again, was integral in, in getting the funding for this and, and helping to make sure that, that we're getting our, our fair share here in the city of Lansing. So, Christy. Thank you. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be here. Um, thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak on behalf of Representative Sarah Anthony. Um, before we get started, was anyone else a little bummed when the mayor told us to imagine we were young? <laughs> Just, <laughs> Sorry. Um, well, as the mayor said, Representative Anthony is um, down just on the street in the Capitol voting. Um, otherwise, she would be here. But for those of you who know her, I'm sure that you would realize that um, in between voting, when she's not actually pressing that button, I'm sure that she is telling anyone who will listen how excited she is about the investment in this new Performing Arts Center and just how proud she is to represent the city of Lansing. And she should be. In fact, we all should be, uh, because today is a day of Lansing pride. This multi-million dollar development is a direct investment in our entire city. Demonstrates the city's unwavering commitment to arts and culture, and lays the foundation needed to ensure that Lansing is known as a premier destination across our state. We're grateful for the partnership of the state and the $2 million in state funding that Representative Anthony and Senator Hertel worked so hard to bring back home right here for our capital city. Having lived downtown for several years, I've been daydreaming lately about what this could do for our downtown neighborhood helping fill residential units and kickstart local businesses, and really the benefits will be seen for years to come. A large-scale performing arts center will make our downtown neighborhood a more attractive place to live, work, and play, and provide more opportunities for residents from all corners of our city to come downtown and enjoy those shows and performers from across the state and even nationwide. The collaborative nature of this project should serve as an example throughout our state. The plans include ample opportunities for programming with Lansing students and partnerships with local performers and artists that the other speakers have mentioned. And this will only strengthen a pipeline for homegrown talent right here in Lansing. And I couldn't be more excited. Lansing has been dealt more than our fair share of challenges over the last two years. But throughout it all, we have never wavered in our commitment to each other. This development shows that no matter what happens, we're always willing to bet on our community and I can't wait to see how it pays off. Thank you very much. Thank you, Christy. Appreciate that. Didn't mean to say that you weren't young. You were certainly still young, younger than I am, but no one's younger than Malcolm here. Um, but uh, so I just wanted but to, to end by, by thanking a variety of folks. I saw folks from Leap are here, uh, folks from Demaxian who, who came to us and said, we've we got to make this happen. Um, I, I want to thank, I want to welcome our, our, city, our newest city councilman, Jeffrey Brown, who is here, who's been a tremendous uh, advocate and supporter of Lansing and, and has been at everything. Um, so I greatly appreciate it. Uh, I want to thank Erin Shore, who I saw, um, who not only is my wife, but, oh, <laughs> not only is my wife, but she led the, our, our arts commission when it first got up and running and, um, and really helped, she led the facilities committee. She, she brought the, the conversation this way. I saw Mike Marriott, who's our, our current, co-chair. Um, I know Clara Martinez would be here, but she's in school right now, and she's a, a current co-chair of our Arts Commission. We really had just a ton of involvement in this project, not only getting 
concept to, to funding to kind of where we are now with this, with this final product. Um, and this is going to be a, it's a labor of love for a lot of us, for all of us. It's been four years of hard work, and we are very, very excited to be here today to share this with you, the public. Um, I've, I said it throughout my first term, and, and really it, it means a lot more now, but Lansing's time is now. It's, our time is now. We're going to get this. We're going to make this happen. This is the next big thing. Um, my, uh, my wife and my staff teased me that it's the second Tuesday in a row I wore a suit. Um, we call it like Fancy Tuesday because last week was GM. So we're hoping that we can do this, this every week. Um, so we're very excited and I am going to take questions from the media, although I will probably punt many of them over to Dominic. But questions? Where are 1,500 people going to park? Uh, do you want to talk about the parking study? Uh, we have completed a parking study um, in conjunction with the developers, Demaxian, and um, through a combination of valet parking and all of the almost 2,000 parking spaces that are within a two-block radius, including a very underutilized city ramp on South Capitol, um, the, I think the target for, like, if we were to build dedicated parking for a facility of this size, would be around 700 spaces is what, what we would be trying to build. And like I said, we have nearly 2,000 spaces that are currently free parking. And there's a lot of surface lots too that could be converted to paid parking for special events. Good question. We, we, we looked at that to make sure, but you don't need to build a new deck to get that done. We have a significant amount. Again, our, our parking garages, as much as we really want them to be full during the day, you know, at night, they're just not. Um, so when you use valet and when you, again, have, have on-street parking and things like that, um, this is a really good location, not only being right off the highway so it's incredibly visible, it's easy to get to. You, know, you heard Malcolm talk about MSU students that are going to come over from campus, but this is an area that has significant parking, whether on-street or in um, surface lots. The, the, <laughs> the worst statistic that I've heard when I've been here is Lansing has the most surface parking of any other city in the country. Um, we certainly have been all over that, but now we'll, we'll utilize that to our advantage. Other questions? Uh, in, the, in the back. How is going to handle the booking for the booking? Good question. Certainly, yeah, great question. So the city doesn't have the desire to be in the business of either residential property management or music, you know, booking. Um, we foresee this facility being managed by a, a group, like a, a board for a possibly newly formed entity uh, that would oversee contracts with a property management firm for the residential component and booking agencies for the actual concert hall. And part of that, you know, we see a lot of potential for retaining some control. If a group like that was kind of overseeing a third party booking agency, we can hold certain dates for more community driven events and say, these are the number of days you have to book for, you know, quote unquote, profitable shows. Uh, and then other stuff can be like more community driven. So that balance will be a balance that's struck by that newly formed group. In the storefront space, like how will it be decided what type of businesses will be there? And then, you know, how will people like go about finding out how to be a part of that? Yeah, so we're, like I said, uh, it's not firmed up yet, and we're still just working to make sure it's the best possible facility it can be for potential users, like the Lansing Art Gallery and Education Center, and possibly all of the above Hip Hop Academy. 
Um, we're working on that building program now. What we're discovering in that process is that the Lansing Art Gallery, I mean, you'll go, if you go check out their new facility, um, they might take up a lot of that retail just on their own um, that we currently have not allocated to any given. So it, it's, like I said, we're trying to build the best facility we can to house agencies like that. If they were to not be a part of it, then we would recruit newer businesses to take up that space. But if it does end up being a, a great facility for all of us to occupy, they actually need almost all of that space that we've already built into the program. And we would expect, so. I mean, certainly we would expect not just in that space, but in all of the space surrounding this area, you're going to have, you know, hundreds more people who are living here just in the construction that's going on right now. In addition to the 40 more, we're expecting there'll be, um, it'll, it'll do a lot of business spinoff with businesses coming in and, again, helping to reinvigorate part, some of the, the southern downtown. You know, Washington Square certainly is, is coming back alive. We're doing our best, um, but this will help to reinvigorate a lot of the southern downtown. And um, we always are, are interested in, in providing connection to Rio Town. And now you've got this right here. You know, we continue to figure out how to, how to connect Rio Town and downtown. There's going to be development on the, the Rio Town parcel where the Rio Town sign is. So we think a lot of that, you know, this is like uh, if, you, if you build it, they will come. We're going to have significant housing, which is not only daytime traffic, but it's daytime, nighttime, weekend traffic. Um, and that will bring a lot of the, the small businesses. So we'll see what, what comes. Other? Ken? Will you have a full-time staff to run, to run the facility? And yeah. Also, could you talk to us about um, what kinds of acts you expect to perform there? And is there another stage there as well? Is there another what there as well? Stage. Oh, I see. Um, so, AMS, I think you've heard them alluded to, they're, they're the ones who did the initial market feasibility study for this facility and whether the market, our community, would support something like this. Um, P.S., the answer was yes. <laughs> um, if we're willing to be bold, it actually was qualified by that. So um, we took that to heart, and that's why we built something that's really special, we think. Um, we've re-engaged with them to specifically build out sample calendars, operating budgets, ownership and management models, including full-time employees. So um, that's still in flux. We're working on that now currently with them. They're a firm that we selected. There are a few firms that do this kind of work around the country. AMS has a f reputation for being very conservative when it comes to these things. They don't tell cities what they want to hear. Um, so they, they kind of have that reputation of really telling people what they need to hear. So we're working closely with them and building that out, the sample calendar, so to speak to the exact kind of acts that would come, um, there's a whole swath of, of acts that we're just missing here that I've been driving to Detroit and Grand Rapids for 30 years to go see myself. So excited to check that out. So it, it, a lot of that's still in flux and we're still learning from AMS and working with them. So uh, they're great at coming up with optimal uh, models for that. Sorry, the, right, the second stage. So uh, currently we have, uh, there's, the, we don't have floor plans to share, but we have rough ideas of how it'll look. And there's uh, the big grand lobby area would have like an open uh, service bar that would service the lobby area as well as the music venue component, the concert hall. So on uh, load-in nights or rehearsal nights in the main hall, that bar is a two-sided bar and could serve 
just the lobby area as a also smaller performance area that's somewhat comparable to about the size that the loft was. And then also we are currently working on the possibility of having a much smaller performance area for something that's more like community theater. So the, the floor plans are still being worked on, but uh, that's where we are now. All right, I think we'll do one-on-ones. Um, -on uh, so if anyone has any direct questions for any of the, the folks who are up here, um, we appreciate you all being here and, and we're very excited. We'll, we'll keep you updated as we go. Thank you everybody for all your help and everything. This is fantastic. Like as somebody who uh, relocated to Lansing from New York after working out there, like this is a New York style venue to me. It's something that it's that good size venue that we can highlight our Lansing talent and bring talent in from Detroit, Grand Rapids, other places uh, for the community as well. So it's exciting. Um, I'm excited about the shows, obviously, but I'm also excited about the artist lofts that they talked about, the artist studio apartments, because I think I think there's a lot of career artists here in Lansing, and I think that that's going to be a huge resource for them um, to be able to be in this space that's providing all this entertainment, um, but also is also an incubator for their career as an artist as well. So that's really cool. I hope everybody supports this and is excited about it and views it as the incubator it is that's going to build our arts industry here. You know, projects like um, the Ovation that are bringing an additional arts and culture component to the downtown district is such a huge positive for our entire city and the region as a whole. But on, in addition to that, the activities that it'll bring, the quality of performances that'll drive more traffic and pride of place at all hours of the day um, and for all ages, is a huge win for the downtown community. It's going to help strengthen our local businesses who have been really struggling the past couple years with uh, COVID. It's going to add more opportunities for our residents and future residents who look to call downtown Lansing home. Uh, in partnership with the Lansing Public Media Center and Downtown Lansing Inc., I think there's a, a whole plethora of opportunities that exist for increased collaboration and closer collaboration, if you will, from featuring the people and places who make up this downtown community, covering other development projects, all the happenings here in the center, making sure that we highlight and lift up all that the public media center does for this entire city. That will be huge. I am a lifelong resident of Lansing, so I am so excited to see what was a concept, an idea uh, by men and women in the community become a reality is exciting. And to think that I have played a small part in that by making sure we had state funds secured for this project, it's a game changer. I love the fact that I won't have to drive to Detroit or Grand Rapids or Chicago to see so much in terms of arts and culture. So this is just amazing. I'm really excited to be here. Oh my goodness. You're, I mean, you're asking me what's on my Spotify playlist at this point, and it is a diverse array that is everything from gospel and jazz to hip-hop and alternative R&B with a little bit of Star, Star Wars soundtrack thrown in there. So it's an interesting place in there. But I hope that the entertainment that we bring to this venue is reflective of the diversity of our community. So I hope we see a little bit of everything, uh, even a little bit of country. And I'm not a country person, but I hope we see a little bit of everything um, here. And it's just exciting. It's one more piece to the puzzle. Many of us have been trying to make an investment in every corner of our community. And a lot of that starts with having a strong downtown. And so I'm excited that we're going to have this crown jewel in our community. 
quite honestly, it was about making the case for Lansing. The fact that for many years, Lansing has not been seen as a destination. People will come here, politicians come here every day uh, and make decisions on behalf of the entire state. And we forget that Lansing is a destination. And so a lot of it was, you know, myself, Senator Curtis Hertel, uh, negotiating and putting Lansing at the forefront. It's what I've been doing since I started here and I want to continue to do that. So uh, lots of negotiations, but I love Lansing and so it's not a hard sell.